We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's move over to the defense, Ryan, and talk about the keys to success against the defense. And this is part, this is this is the side of the ball that it's just about do what you got to do to beat Navy. Because there are no carryovers in future games against this opponent. There are for the offense, because it's a traditional defense. For the for the Notre Dame defense, it's just about do what you got to do to win and do what you got to do to come out health as healthy as you can. So this is not a build for success game because you're just going to see nothing here uh that's going to move you forward. But Big picture, there are things, Ryan, you can do in this game that will help you, and that is really our first two two keys. It's more philosophical, not schematic. Yep. And it is be aggressive, right? Don't back off your aggression. Al Golden has been a much more aggressive defensive coordinator the last two to three weeks, much mm-hmm. more. But it's a sound aggression. That can carry over to Navy. And I yep. think that's point number one is you can't be pa- – I hate teams that are passive against a triple option. Hate it because mm-hmm. all you're doing is ensuring that they're going to go on long drives. You may stop their points, but you're ensuring that they're going to go on long drives. I also don't like teams that try to blitz the triple option. Do not blitz the triple option. It's not what we're talking about. But whatever your assignment is, attack it. And I think that's the first thing that I want to see uh, when you talk about – when you talk about and, – and we'll talk more about that in point three. Mm-hmm. moving forward uh but that's a b- big picture it's a key is be controlled aggression is mm-hmm. what you want to see right very much so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, the Navy offense hasn't seen any speed like Notre Dame this year, right? I mean, they haven't played a Power 5 team yet, so they literally have not seen that type of speed. And what forces mistakes, Brian? It's aggressiveness and it's speed, man. The faster you have to make a split decision, the faster you have to feel, be uncomfortable to make a decision is when those turnovers, when bad plays, when just, you know, kind of just <laughs> bad mistakes happen. Those are when it happens, right? When you kind of rush the process. So I'm a big fan and I always have been of first and second level. I want to be aggressive at all times, right? Like I want to not, not blitz every play, but there's different ways to to make aggressive decisions, especially against a triple option team. So in a team, in a offense where we talked about the wizardry of playing option quarterback, right? Just kind of the nuances of it, the calmness, the ability to kind of work through quick reads. If you speed that up and you make a player uncomfortable, like Xavier Arline, for instance, who again, wasn't their starting quarterback right. to start the year. So he's played a ton him, of football. He's he played has. a ton of football, but he's not as a starter. Yes. And not as a starter in a game like this. Yep. And with, with that lack of experience, there is opportunities to force him into some bad mistakes and force this offense into some bad mistakes. So speed up the process, make some bad decisions. That's how you beat this football team. Rush decisions and capitalize on your aggressiveness. Number two, the second key, and this is one that is transferable because mm-hmm. it's not schematically important, but whatever your scheme is, they have to be disciplined within it, which means you have to have a good game plan that's established early in the week. You have to stay committed to that game plan, and the players have to really understand it. There can't be a million different checks and looks and different things. The triple option is you line up, and this is your responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be disciplined. Now, what you can't do against a triple option is on every single play, the Mike linebacker does this. On every single play, the end does this. On every single play, your rover does this. Because if they know what you're going to do, they're going to scheme to beat it. You have mm-hmm. to mix up your looks just like you do with, with everybody else, but there needs to be some – your players need to be very comfortable and confident in what they're doing. And so yes. on each particular play, they're doing their job aggressively but also sound because the thing about the triple option is it's one of those offenses where if one dude screws up, especially a dude in the in the box, it's a big play unless somebody else makes a hero play. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is if you got B-gap, hit the B-gap hard. But if you got B gap and you hit get hit A gap and that fullback bends that sucker back to the B gap, there's nobody there, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's going to be a big key: is be disciplined. If you're disciplined, Navy has no chance to move the ball enough. If you're aggressive and disciplined, honestly, we could have stopped there because mm-hmm. Navy's not going to be good enough to move the ball and score enough on you. It, it really is that simple. Now, there's a couple things that we're going to talk about that kind of come from those two points. 
But really, sure. Ryan, it's those two things. Be aggressive and be disciplined. If you can do those things, this particular Notre Dame team will not – Navy will not be able to move it and score enough on them to win the game. I think that the biggest inconsistencies and the biggest problems a team have playing against a triple option, Brian, is that they don't trust the players around them, right? Like to your point, one it only takes one guy to make a mistake, and usually those mistakes happen – from overcompensating from what your responsibility was. Oh, like, oh, I don't trust that guy to get the dive on this play. I don't trust that guy to make the, you know, the, to force the quarterback to make the pitch. Like, guys overcompensating and do other people's jobs, I think is where a lot of the inconsistencies happen when playing against a triple option. So, to kind of go with that, right, the discipline side of everything, they also have to be disciplined in trusting one another, right? Like, the, you know, whoever has the pitch, trust him to have the pitch. Take care of your responsibility on that play because that's what this team really feeds off of, speaking of Navy's offense, to players making mistakes, players overcompensating. I mean, we saw it against what, what, what game was it? You It was UNLV where they ran just like the speed option near the goal line, right, yeah. for six. And that was one where, like, I don't know what Maris Loyfowl's responsibility on that right. is on that play. And, I don't and know it did look like he knew what it was either. Right. I, I, was, I mean, because some guys slow play, some okay. slow play the pitch. Some guys t- taught to be aggressive. But regardless, I think that that's an example of not 100% trusting what's happening around you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that the trust is the big thing for me this week on, on to couple with the discipline. Like you have to understand what your assignment is, but you also have to trust the people around you to be able to stick to your assignments. And we are in now game number 10 of the season, right? So at this point, it, that trust needs to continue to build because Notre Dame has been a pretty good defense for the most part. I mean, you're coming off of, I mean, Clemson going into that football game last week was averaging over 37 points a game. You held them to 14. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you're doing something right on that defensive side of the football. So continue to build off of that. Be a unit because, I mean, just team football and the defensive side of the football means so much, especially against a team that is preying off of mistakes. Be assignment sound. Be aggressive. And like you said, this won't be a contest if you do those two things well. Right. Now, a little bit more specific to Navy. Uh, we'll give two keys that are specific to Navy. And the first one is force the ball outside. Yeah. That's a big key. Two reasons. Number one is you have you have forced them to, de- to, to, de- to, de- to de- determine where the ball's going. Once the ball gets outside, there are no other options, right? And and I'm talking about the pitch, the toss, where, like force the ball outside. Mm-hmm. Also, Navy is not at their best when they're moving east and west. They're at their best when they're going downhill. And so your game, and so what does this mean, Ryan? Number one, it means take the ball out of the fullback's hands. That's a big key. Now their fullbacks aren't that good, right? And so you know when they get, they're going to get the ball because there's going to be. Look, the thing about a triple option team, and we'll talk about more this night, is not every play is a triple option. Mm-hmm. And I believe watching Navy the last couple of years, they're running less and less and less pure triple option than they have in the past, mm-hmm. where there's. You can clearly see that there's plays where the fullback is not an option here. They're just kind of trying to use him to to hold. It's like their own. It's like their version of play action. It's a play action for the option. Where really it's yeah. just about and it's just about getting a quarterback outside. There's a lot of it's, design it's candy, right? Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of design quarterback runs that look like option. There's a lot of things that are that are just not pure triple option. But whatever the case, the if the fullback can't get going, then the offense just doesn't work as well. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the key. And then the second one is attack the quarterback. That The biggest mistakes that I've ever seen from the triple option as someone who played in the triple option, hated it, 
As someone who coached in the triple option, hated it. As someone who has defended the triple option, hated it. As someone who studied the triple option, Ryan, you know this. The biggest mistakes happen in the quarterback to pitch exchange. I mean, it's that's where the ball gets put on the ground. That's where where it, it's behind the guy, and the guy has to spin around and catch it, and you tackle for a loss. Or like Paul Mawala did in 2019, you just freaking step inside in between the quarterback and the pitch guy, pick it off and run back. Still one of the best defensive plays of the last decade. That was such a tremendous play by Paul Mawala uh, to make that play. But that's He's playing. He's playing pretty good football yeah. in Idaho right He's now. He's finally too. healthy. Yeah. Thank goodness for the kid, yeah. man. He was a good yeah. football player and he was healthy. But he was – I mean, that's the thing is is you want to attack the pitch and attack the quarterback because those things happen when the quarterback is rushing his decisions. He's got to mm-hmm. quickly get the pitch off because he's about to have Maris Hulufau hit him in the freaking face legally, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, so so those are things too, Ryan, where – where I say, look, if you can f- quickly get the quarterback to pull, the quicker you can get him to pull it, the quicker you can get him to pitch it, the easier it is to defend it. So that's why I say yeah. force the ball outside because that's where the mistakes happen. That that's yep. that's where the TFLs happen. That's where the mis- that's where the pitch mistakes happen. That's where the catch mistakes happen. And especially, I mean, look, fifteen mile an hour wind isn't a big thing, but if you can throw a pitch off by this much, and then the then the wind can throw it off by this much, that's a fumble. Yep. I mean that that's just the reality of it. So that's a big key is force the ball outside. Now, that's not true of every version of triple option. No. You know, like there are sometimes you're like, you don't like Air Force's triple option. You don't necessarily want it going outside all the time because mm-hmm. their version of it's a lot different. This is more of a this is one where you want that ball going outside. No doubt about it. I mean, how this triple option is built and what Navy wants to do. I mean, Brian, you hear me talk about the numbers game a lot when I'm talking about like against the RPO stuff. Right. Like you want to find where the numbers are. But triple option is is equally the same, man. It's a numbers game, right? It's, oh, here's the handoff because you have a certain amount of numbers not in the box. But the key thing is, is as that dive is working, because that is the first option to the triple option, if the dive keeps working, eventually a defense has to say, hey, we need to sacrifice numbers somewhere. We need to get more guys in the box. Like that's a natural thing, right? Like we need more reinforcements. And as more reinforcements get in there, you have less reinforcements outside, and that's where the explosive plays are created off of that pitch. That's why those slot backs, you typically average like seven-plus yards per carry off of those pitches because they're only getting a certain amount of touches, and they're usually running through grass. So this team is built off of, hey, if this fullback dive can work, this fullback dive can work, then it's going to keep working, and we're going to keep feeding it. They want their fullback to run the ball more than any player in this offense, and they want the quarterback to be yeah. second, and then the slot backs are third. That's why they're the third option in the offense. So that is always the biggest thing. I mean, you mentioned it the other day, right? Even when this team had the Ricky Dobbs of the world and Keenan Reynolds, like, yeah, they ran the ball a lot, but they would have liked a big fullback right. to just keep diving, 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 right. diving all day. I mean, if it works. so And that's what makes it much harder to defend Ricky Dobbs and makes it much harder yes. to defend Keenan Reynolds is when that fullback is ripping. I mean, look, it wasn't, it wasn't Ricky Dobbs that ate Notre Dame up in 2009. I said this the other day, it was Alexander Teach. And that's where yeah. the big place came from, you know? Yeah. So that's in and, and 2018 when Navy had that big second half company. They never made it a game where you thought they were going to win. It was never like that, but it was like 27 nothing halftime and the Navy started roaring back and it came mostly off fullback dives. I mean, they were, they yeah. were missing the fullback. They weren't hitting the fullback and he was ripping off 30 yard run, 40 yard run, 20 yard run. And that's what allowed Navy to get back in the game. I, I think a good example, Brian, of how it's built fullback to quarterback to pitch, right? Is do you remember 
Navy early in his career used to use Malcolm Perry as the slot back. And yep. then eventually they're like, he's not touching the ball enough, man. Right. Like he needs to play quarterback, you know, like that's not how it's built. And it was constantly, it was a, it was a thing where Ryan, you're absolutely right. Where that would be the constant complaint is just, he's just not getting enough. To, and they would have to try to invent ways to get him the football. And it's just like, it's just not working. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just not, it's just not working. You need to, you need to get him a chance to get the ball in his hands every play. And when he did, he was dynamic. If he was a better passer boy, goodness gracious. Yeah. Because he mean, wasn't he was, the passer that those other guys were, in my opinion. I mean, he had a he good was, arm. He just wasn't accurate and a good decision I mean, maker. He went to, like, I think the East-West Shrine game that year, and he tore it up. I think he was the MVP of that game, if I remember. And then he spent a couple years with the Dolphins as kind of that, you know, uh, hybrid type wide receiver, running back type style yeah. player. So he was a dynamic athlete, yeah. no doubt about it. Ryan, last key to beating Navy, and this is a big one. No big plays. Be that's where the and that's where the discipline and the aggression comes from. Is you can't give up big plays. That means being disciplined at out outside linebacker, being disciplined at corner. You know, not getting yourself sealed inside on a pitch where they get outside for thirty yards. It means hitting your gaps on the inside, not letting a fullback cut back for a big play. You know, not letting the quarterback duck go upfield for big plays because you overplayed it because you thought it was option, so you overpursued and you lost your proper angles. And the it's actually a quarterback duck, not actually a triple option. So he sneaks inside for a big play. Make Navy earn it because this team isn't good at earning it. Where you yep. can get hurt is you lose your assignment correctness, you lose, you play without good angles, you do things like that, and that's how Navy rips you thir- for a 30, 40 yard gain, and that's how they get points on the board. And make this a ball game if you can be disciplined. Then this team really doesn't have much of a chance to 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 be effective against you. And you know, when you look at past years when Notre Dame has been good against Navy, that's exactly what they've done. Ryan is they just they limit the big plays. And you know, if you can do that, you're going to shut them down. I mean, last year they had a 31 yard gain last year, and their longest they had one completion for 18 yards in the past game. They had an eight 32 yard gain, an 18 yard gain, and a 10 yard gain, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so they had 166 rushing yards against Notre Dame last year. And 55 of those off 55 carries. If you do that against them this year, you blow them out just like you did last year because that's not a winning recipe for them. As long as it's also one completion for 18 yards. You had four Mm -hmm. plays last year over 10 yards, or actually only three plays over 10 yards because one of their runs was was only 10 yards. I mean, you, you look at their fullback, their fullback had 22 carries as long as run was 10 yards. That is the sweet spot right there. You know, that is absolutely the sweet spot right there. And the, and the quarterback, so our line play, the, the two quarterbacks last year combined for 17 carries for one yard. Wow. I that's mean, it's dominance. I mean, that's where you want to be. So um, that Marcus Freeman showed he had a pretty good handle on the triple option last year. Now, again, along with Mike Elson, who's played the triple option a lot, you know, sure. I don't know that Al Washington's played that a lot, but – you know, Marcus Freeman saw it last year, and, and he saw it at, at, at Cincinnati. You know, he talked about that, I think, today, where he they gave up like 500-some yards rushing the Navy back in 2017. So he knows what not to do as well as what to do. So it's going to be interesting. And, of course, Al Golden's actually faced it a lot in his tenure. He faced it a couple mm-hmm. times at Temple. He faced Paul Johnson's version of it, which is where this one came from, when he was at Georgia Tech, and that had better players than this one had in it by a mile. So did the sure ones did. he faced in the – when because he actually's only faced – I believe he's no, he faced Kenny Amatololo once, I think. But mm-hmm. mo, like his first time playing the triple option was against Paul Johnson at Temple when T- Paul Johnson was still at Navy. And mm-hmm. then, of course, he faced it, uh, I think, three times when they, three or four times when they were both in the ACC together. So yep. that's a positive is they, there's a lot of experience seeing the option on the staff. Yep. 
right? So, and that's the key. And and of course, the big thing is for Mike Mickens and Chris O'Leary is not having to face perimeter cut blocks is huge. <laughs> yes, I can't yes. state that enough how important that is to not have to face that because yep. that's a big part of what they do. Big part of what they do was a big part of what they did, I should say. And and I'm glad that you mentioned some about Marcus Freeman from last year, obviously with his game plan against the triple option, because that's a big resource for Al Golden this week, right? It's like, hey, you know, as you're making the game plan for the week, what worked for you, Marcus? What worked for you last year? Right. What didn't work for you? What are things that you want to improve upon in this facet? But like more than anything, what's the core standard that you were building your game plan off? I think that that stuff is important and it's vital and it's, it's a hundred. It's incredibly important. So I think that that's a asset that Notre Dame has working in their favor. That is going to be big time for them, and it's something where, I mean, again, to your point, Brian, like this is not something foreign to these coaches, right? Like this mm-hmm. is a, this is a standard and an offense that they have had to deal with in the past on different levels from different teachers of the triple option, but they all kind of are spurned from the same tree right like the, the at, at the end of the day so i think that that's a massive opportunity for them to be able to work together collaborate 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 and create a great game plan it's it's gonna be big time i think for them and uh, i i would hope that, Mar- that al golden's gonna be picking marcus freeman's brain a lot this week yes yes absolutely so that's gonna do it for this edition or this version this portion of the irish breakdown podcast we're gonna have a mailbag next we do have some questions, so we will we'll definitely dive into those. But uh, before we head over to there, please hit that like button, everybody. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. Check out their merch store down below, ibstore.irishbreakdown.com. And make sure that you also give us a – we would greatly appreciate a five-star review if you're listening via, listening via podcast platform. Sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. And, of course, make sure you go sign up for the CFB Nation podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can also look up the Blue Wire version, so which then has links to all of our shows. Plus, you can then subscribe from there to the uh, Apple and Spotify options for it. So if you sign up for that, you get this, the CFB All-America team, which is our first show that we signed uh, for CFB Nation with Bill Trochi and Bill Bender from Sporting News. They do a great job every week kind of looking at the nation as a whole. You get John Garcia's uh, recruiting coverage. And now... Of course, if you're a Notre Dame fan, there's even more reason to sign up because that's where you will find the Lucky Lefty podcast on the CFB Nation platform. So definitely sign up for that today.